Hello, everybody. My name is Jimmy Lemke, and you are listening to the newest episode of the Horizon Roundtable podcast. Um, obviously, the podcast usually starts with Bob McDonald, um, you know, introducing himself, and then my, me or whoever else is on the podcast this week. Um, I'm doing this alone. <laughs> uh, Bob was out of Bob is out of town, unable to uh, unable to record this week, uh, which is unfortunate because we're be talking some Cleveland State stuff, specifically stuff that happened on Dennis Felton's radio show. Um, we'll also be talking about the, you know, what was said on that show as pertains to the Horizon League tournament. We'll be talking about um, the conference heading into the Horizon League tournament in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, just a couple weeks left before that gets kicked off. And then we're also going to be, you know, talking about just the teams at large and obviously the the continuing of the budding rivalry between Wright State and Northern Kentucky. Uh, they played their their rivalry game Friday night at uh, the Nutter Center in Fairborn, Ohio. They, I'm right outside Dayton. And just wanted to, you know, get a chance to really talk about those. So we're gonna we're gonna have a probably shorter podcast today, not not quite as long. Um, I know I like hearing myself talk, but I don't think everybody's gonna want to hear just Jimmy for you know an hour and a half. So we're gonna make sure this goes a little bit shorter than uh, normal, make sure that everybody's doing all right. So um, once again, this uh, this podcast, the Horizon Roundtable, is on sportshacks.com that's sportshax.com you can find the podcast wherever uh, wherever the podcast is you know podcasts can be found Uh, if you enjoy listening to me ramble or listening to Bob get you know, riled up for different reasons, you know, feel free to subscribe. Uh, we'd love to have more people, you know, listening and participating every week. Um, if you have any questions or anything, you can uh, you know, reach us on Twitter is usually the easiest way. Uh, at Bob McDonald for Bob, who is not here right now. And then at Panther U for me, that's Panther, the letter U. Uh, I've been on Twitter for, you know, about 10 years now. So I just wanted to, you know, get things kicked off here. Uh, let's talk about that that Northern Kentucky Wright State game. Um, the Norse obviously won by four down uh, down in the Cincinnati suburbs, North, you know, Highland Heights, Kentucky earlier. Um, it was a four point game, and then you turn around and Wright State takes the game of the Nutter Center and. What do you know? It was a four-point game. This is a it, it's it's exciting to see that the two best teams in the conference are really you know able to play each other so evenly. Um, just looking at I mean this game right here, I always look at the four factors of of winning a basketball game because. If, if you can win the four factors, you're going to have a very good shot at, at winning your your winning your basketball game. So the uh, the funny thing is right you know in this game the four factors uh, in the four factors of, the, of basketball Northern Kentucky uh, had a 60% efficient field goal percentage. That the EFG percentage is just like a normal field goal percentage. Just counts the uh, you know three point field goal for one and a half times a two point field goal, which is obviously just you know how it actually is so that's how uh you know weights it uh 
is how, how it has the weight. So really, Northern Kentucky is 63.2% to 60%. They, they won that. Then you go to the turnover percentage. Uh, Northern Kentucky, only you know, 18.2% compared to Great State's 19.5. Very close. Again, uh, your offensive rebound percentage. Northern Kentucky had about a, a two and a half point edge there. And then your free throws per field goal attempts, your free throw rate. Um, this seems to really be where Wright State kind of had the had the, the edge because they had a 26.4% free throw rate, whereas Northern Kentucky at 8.3%. It was, a, it was a, uh, a lopsided in favor of Wright State and what had been mostly evenly matched other than that. So if you if you look at Wright State's scores, I mean, they had, they had 20 free throw attempts. Northern Kentucky only had seven. Northern Kentucky did, uh, you know, a solid job. They, they made five of seven, which is, you know, uh, you know, decent right state 14 out of 20 but you know you're making 14 free throws and your opponents only attempting half of that your basketball team's going to do pretty well for itself so right state pulls off the the win there the they force the tie in the uh, you know the horizon league standings they're now a uh, full two games ahead uh along with northern kentucky a full two games ahead of you know the tied for third place it's Green Bay Phoenix and the UIC Flames. Um, Oakland and Youngstown State are only half a game behind those because they've they've got the one extra loss. Uh, Detroit Mercy a game behind Oakland and Youngstown State at seven and eight. Uwe Pui uh, is six and eight in the conference and bringing up the the rear. Milwaukee at four and ten and Cleveland State at three and twelve. Uh, Cleveland State won the battle of the you know battle of the bad teams you know last week. This week it's uh you know back to back to the same for you know Milwaukee. It's <laughs> just a you know more of a problem. Uh, you know we're we're nine and eighteen on a season now. Cleveland State's eight and twenty. Um, I, I don't have to tell you that those suck. <laughs> those numbers are just bad. Uh, we're both kind of you know on the other other side of the coin from the Norse and Raiders up there. Um, one thing that the you know the other eight teams have is they have the spots right now to get into the Horizon League tournament because in their infinite wisdom, John LeCrone and the Horizon League have decided to change formats for this year to distract everybody from the fact that nobody wants anything to do with uh, you know that neutral site tournament. So the the Horizon League tournament is uh, only bringing in the top eight teams. So at this point, Milwaukee and Cleveland State are on the outside looking in. The uh, Milwaukee Panthers, you know, with only a few games left, four, four conference games left, they've got to pick up two games. IUPUI's got to drop two games in the standings for them to catch them. Cleveland State is going to need a whole lot more help than that. So it's pretty set. Um, we're we're expecting that Milwaukee and Cleveland State will be the two teams. Uh, it's uh, two games, a two-game deficit in four games is pretty rough. Um, IUPUI, you know, six and eight isn't great, but, you know, it's good enough to get into the Rising Tournament, uh, which it should be a great segue for us because, as the as, as we know, this was something that's new for the 2018-19 season, the Horizon League adopting this top eight only rule. And it was something that was really funny that came across in Dennis Felton's radio show is that the Horizon League's actually looking to take that another step further. 
as it stands right now, the, they they have there's no announcement, there's no nobody's you know nobody has mentioned in an official capacity, but they are considering, according to Dennis Feldman on his radio show, that they are considering for the move next year that the Horizon League tournament at the Farmers Coliseum, which we'll get into that as well, don't worry, will only take the top four teams in the Horizon League, which is I don't have to tell you is absolutely ridiculous. What is the point of having a conference tournament if 60% of your conference is not in the tournament? Don't get me wrong, I understand the arguments for it. Top four teams, you're setting a good team no matter what. That's fair. You, if you're sending, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're taking out the five through ten seeds, you know, it's not seeds, but five through ten in the standings, you don't have to worry about, you know, a, oh my God, Milwaukee versus Northern Kentucky in 2017, or, oh my God, uh, Cleveland State getting to the, to fi- the final. There's just not, you, you don't have to worry about that. I get it. I get it. They had they they had to in their minds drop the nine and ten seed for this year because they want the Horizon League to get back to putting the best team possible in the Horizon League tournament or the NCAA tournament and they want them to you know to put themselves in position to win games and win units and frankly it's fucking horseshit. <laughs> I mean, I, you're what it really is about is it's about eliminating what makes college basketball great. Every sport, every professional sport, every team is eliminated. You know, you know, every team outside the playoffs or, you know, the postseason is eliminated from the postseason as soon as their record is, is, is bad. In college basketball, aside from the Ivy League, which actually not even aside from the Ivy League because they've got their tournament now, the... Every school in the country, all 350 plus, at the end of their season, their regular season, they still have a shot. There's still reason for hope for those schools that want to make it into the big dance, the greatest postseason of all postseasons. They all want to be in it. So they're they're all able to position themselves that you can you can go 0 and 28, and if you get into the conference tournament and you somehow put it together, you can make enough noise that you can walk away with your conference tournament championship and a ticket into the NCAA tournament. It's one of the the wonderful romantic traits that college basketball alone has and one of the you know, many of many of the things that make, make college basketball great have fallen to the wayside over the years conferences are getting more and more far flung Rutgers and Maryland are in the Big Ten West Virginia is in the Big 12 I think Florida State might be in the Pac-12 at this point <laughs> You know, the horizon in our conference, we've seen, you know, just since I was a freshman in 2005 at Milwaukee, we have seen, um, we have lost some of our best, you know, our best team. We lost Butler. It's two Final Fours, a couple Sweet Sixteens. We lost Valparaiso. They've done things. 
not in the NCAA tournament for the Horizon League, but they've, you know, done things. And we lost, you know, one of our, you know, bad teams. I know Loyola just went to a Final Four, but just to refresh everybody's memory, this conference kicked the shit out of them for like 10 years, unless you're Youngstown State. Tradition falls by the wayside too much in college basketball. You don't have the best product. The NBA is the best product of actual basketball on court. So you have to you have to keep tradition alive. And the reason that this tradition is falling to the wayside isn't really because John Crone wants to put the best teams in their NCAA tournament. It's because the Horizon League and John Crone want to save money. This you know, this this Motor City sadness that we've had the last three years and we're coming in on the next one. This has been a tournament that has paid us money because Olympia Entertainment that owns the LCA needs to, you know, needed to really needed to set themselves up because they were auditioning for the Big Ten tournament. They needed they needed some some college tournament to get into their arena so that they could you know show themselves as a viable option for the big tournaments and really the big ten tournaments that's the that's the midwest except for unless you're maryland and Rutgers. the two the down the, the the downside of that is olympia was using us and every horizon league fan four years ago knew that olympia was using us Every fan knew about it. So when Olympia decided to drop it, Verizon was no longer getting his $200,000 a year payday to, to have the tournament in Detroit in front of the dozens and dozens of fans. I, I will say that the, the final in 2017 that I, that I attended was pretty well attended for, uh, for the fact that it was a team from six hours away playing another team from six or eight hours away. <laughs> um, but it's the, the destination tournaments, it, it doesn't fit us. The Horizon League is not a conference of traveling fan bases. So it never made sense in the first place. But now that they lost out on it, they decide that no, now we're going to India, the Farmers Coliseum. And don't worry, Northern Kentucky fans, I'm going to get to it. Now that they're going down to the Farmers Coliseum in Indianapolis, you have a uh, you have a Horizon League that's not not going to get money from that. As far as I know, the Horizon League's not going to get paid. So that's two hundred thousand dollars that's out the window. So if that's if that's money you don't have, what can you do? Because the Horizon League around the conference they're looking to cut costs because they don't want to spend the money to do this destination tournament. Big surprise. So what's Lacroix's idea? Well, if we only do four teams, then that's only that's only three games we need to staff. Two semifinals, one final. It's only three games we need to staff. The five through ten seeds aren't gonna, you know, matter anyways. It's not like they've won since. Oh wait, that's right, 2014. Um, you know, the, these these games. You only have three of them. You don't have to pay for much. You're going to put a better team in anyways. And hey, let's do it in Indy where I don't have to pay for the hotels and travel for my staff. I just have to, you know, feed them a boxed lunch or something. It's really what it is. We can talk all, all day about the, the competitive benefits of only having your top four teams. But at the end of the day, it's about saving money. It's about pinching pennies. And it's it's just wrong. You just kill you're killing off what makes college basketball great. And John Lacrone, man, the guy the guy the guy's always 
in a state of constant revolution. He's the model of college basketball. He came up with, or at least, you know, we give him the credit for, this conference tournament format that kind of started in the early 2000s, but really didn't like fully kick on exactly what it was until 2004. He had this format that was an actual revolution across college basketball. The top two seeds get a double double bye to the semifinals. The home team in the, the, the number one seed hosts the quarterfinals and semifinals. The top remaining seed hosts the final. The Oakland Grizzlies have been in the conference just a little bit. They were only in there for a couple of years before the move to Motor City Madness. Uh, Northern Kentucky fans out there, you guys have only been here long enough to know what Motor City Madness is, really. I mean, really. Schools like, you know, fans at school, you know, do fans at Cleveland State hate it? No, I'm sure they don't hate going up to Detroit. I'm sure IUPUI fans are gonna have a problem going to the Farmers Coliseum, their own home. But, you know, honestly, this, uh, this, this, the tournament was built to win, and it did. The Horizon League tournament from 2004 through, was it 2016? 2016 was the last, you know, 2015 was the last year? 2015 was the last, 14 or 15, can't remember. Um, the Horizon League tournament was made, made for 2015. It, 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 was, it was made to put the best team in the tournament. You're the number one seed. You earned it through the regular season. You earned that that opportunity to chill. You got to hang back and then you get the easiest path in the tournament. The number two seed, you got an easy path to the tournament, but you had to be able to beat a better team on their home floor if, if seeds held and you got to the finals. So the number two seed was, you know, had an easy road, but not quite as easy as the top seed. And if you were three through 10 or nine in some years, you know, you, if you were there, you had to win four games in a week. The Tuesday night of the campus sites, Friday quarterfinal, immediate Saturday semifinal the next night, and then Tuesday final at the top remaining seat. That conference tournament format gave birth to more NCAA tournament victories than any conference outside of the high majors and the Atlantic 10. And it might have been the Atlantic 10 too. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, you know, Butler was in the NCAA tournament, you know, they went to two Final Fours, so of course, you know, those five victories each year, 10, 10 wins. If you take out Butler's two Final Fours, the Horizon League still had the most NCAA tournament victories outside of the high majors and the A-10. And guess what? That was because of the format, taken year by year. 2004, nobody was good enough to you know, really win in the NCAA tournament. Milwaukee lost to UIC in the final. 2005, Milwaukee barely ekes it out. One point win over Detroit, sweet 16. The next year, Milwaukee easily holds court, whops everybody, beats Oklahoma. 2007, Wright State wins the tie, you know, wins the right to host. Butler, very strong team, but they didn't to take care of it enough to host it at Henkel. Wright State wins the uh, the Horizon League tournament and gets there. Do they do they win their game in the tournament? No. Butler took a Sweet 16 there. 2008, 2009, Butler. You know, you got to win there. 
2010 and 11, you had the final fours. And I'll tell you what, Butler hosting in 2010, Milwaukee was, you know, Ricky Franklin was a three-pointer away from tying with about a minute and a half left. The Panthers had been, you know, pretty much neck and neck with the with Butler throughout that second half. And, you know, it just it just missed. I mean, they were playing out. And if he had hit it, the, the wind would have been out of the sails in Hinkle. It wouldn't have been crazy to think that Milwaukee could have won that game. You put that on a, you put that semifinal on a neutral site. Isn't does Milwaukee win that game? Entirely it's entirely possible. Look what happened in Detroit. Oakland losing. You know, look, look at look at the, the the high seeds that lose in the Horizon League tournament in, in Detroit. Is that because they're you know they're they're not good? Enough? No, it's because the format was built to make money for the conference and it wasn't built to win. You know, put the best team in the tournament. 2011, there was a three-way tie. Milwaukee won the Horizon League tournament or won the Horizon League regular season. Uh, you know, rights to host the tournament, but Butler got there and they, there was their second Final Four. If that if that format had been a neutral site tournament, it's entirely possible that Butler or Milwaukee or you know whoever would have made it to the NCAA tournament, it's entirely possible that it would have been somebody else because that Butler team wasn't as good as the as the one the previous year. And you can say, oh well, in 2010, you know Butler could have lost and still made the NCAA tournament. And yeah, absolutely. But they would have lost seed lines. You know, if they had lost a neutral side tournament, you know, if they lost in Detroit to Milwaukee at the Joe Louis Arena, they would have dropped a seed line at minimum. I mean, it's the, we're mid-majors. The selection committee, no matter who's on it, is always looking to screw us over. We have to remember this. We have to remember that the NCAA doesn't want us there. So we have to do what we can to put our best foot forward and put our best teams in the tournament. Because if you don't put the best teams in the tournament, you get shit like what we've had the last few years. No NCAA tournaments. Valparaiso, one of the strongest teams in conference history, losing the conference tournament and getting forced to go to the NIT. And what did they do? They almost won the NIT. They probably would have been a Sweet 16, maybe an Elite Eight, possibly a Final Four. And the reason they weren't is because they got screwed by a stupid format. If that tournament had been in the arc, Valpo's home court advantage in the semifinal final would have been astronomically high. It's about protecting the best teams. And if those teams still lose, like say Green Bay in 2014, that means that they weren't the best team at the beginning of March. In 2014, Milwaukee was the best team on March 10th or March 11th, whenever the tournament, the championship day was. Because Green Bay, who had been the strongest team all season, had their best two players banged up. Kiefer Sykes and Alec Brown probably shouldn't have been playing, or at least they were hobbled. And because they weren't at full strength, they weren't a team at full strength, and somebody else won. In 2009, Cleveland State, Gary Waters, and his, you know, the you know, Jonathan Bullock, Cedric Jackson, and those guys. Yeah, Jackson hit that, you know, three quarter bomb, three quarter quarter bomb against Syracuse for that upset that year. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like they weren't like it was a that was a fluke. Cleveland State was a very good team. They didn't quite put it together in the Horizon League regular season, so they had to do it in the tournament. And guess what they did? They won a game at game at the Wolstein Center, and then a quarterfinal, semifinal at Hinkle Fieldhouse, and just you know won won the whole thing as a three seed. And what happened when they got in the tournament? Oh, that's right, they went to the second round. The Horizon League tournament was built for winning. Now it's built for get us the money up front because we don't think we're we have anybody who's strong enough that can win NCAA tournament games and get us units that can be distributed among everybody. So the Butler money's gone. And that sucks, but that it is what it is. 
And don't think for one second that Valparaiso did not run to the Missouri Valley Conference because of what was being done to the Horizon League Tournament. They very well could have had an Elite Eight or a Final Four run. And it was screwed up because John LaCrone always wants to do a little bit better. And Valpo was very, very strong and they didn't make it. They had to settle for the NIT and, you know, going flat in the final of the NIT, the not invited tournament. You have to, you have to protect your top teams. And that's partially what the format, you know, the format was all about that. It wasn't partially, you know, it wasn't protecting the top teams. You know, it wasn't just about protecting the top teams from, you know, losing in the conference tournament. It was also about protecting the top teams from wanting to leave. Butler became Butler because of that conference tournament format. They had everything else in line, sure, but there are other schools that have a great culture. There are other schools that have great coaching and they, there are other schools that have great recruiting and great recruiting hotbeds and uh, you know, have, have you know, nice fan bases. But Butler was, Butler was one of us, man. They only averaged 500 or 1,000 more than Wright State did in, the, you know, in, in attendance when they were in the Horizon League. You know, Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee beat them like 10 out of the last 22 tired, 22 or 23 times we played them. You know, it wasn't like they did, they didn't, it wasn't like they didn't belong. 2010, their first Final Four was really the only year where Butler absolutely smoked the rest of the Horizon League. That was the only year. And they still almost lost in the tournament. But thankfully for them, they were protected and they didn't lose a seed line and they went to the Final Four and Gordon Hayward was a couple inches away from making the greatest story in sports history. Fast forward to today. Dennis Felton's radio show earlier in the week. Ooh, the Horizon League's talking about only bringing the top four teams. So what happens after that? I talk about protecting the top teams. You know, we're talking about protecting the, you know, the top teams from not, not only from not wanting to, you know, you're not, not only from losing in the Horizon League tournament, but also from, you guessed it, losing <laughs> you know you know wanting to leave it was getting away from wanting to leave i'm gonna read february february 12th this is early, at the beginning of this week february 12 2019 this is on northern kentucky letterhead dear norse basketball supporter since the amount announcement from the horizon league awarding the 2020 to 2022 horizon league basketball championships to indianapolis and the indiana farmers coliseum we have received several questions asking why indianapolis is able to host the men's basketball championship in iupui's home facility coming out of our fall horizon league meetings the horizon league council voted to not allow a community to bid on the men's and women's tournament if it included playing in what is considered an institution's home facility when the bid process was announced in mid October, this condition was clearly communicated by the Horizon League through its press release, which stated that the community's competition venue may not be the primary home venue for a Horizon League member institution. On the basis of this requirement, the Cincinnati CVB and Sports Commission partnered with the U.S. Bank Arena to submit a bid for hosting instead of our home a venue, the BB&T Arena. I understand that the venue vetting process, several factors were considered, including whether to reopen the bidding process. Given the need to reach a final decision sooner rather than later, the choice of hosting the tournament in Indianapolis was announced on January 25th. 
It is both disappointing and frustrating that Cincinnati CVB and the Sports Commission and Northern Kentucky University were not afforded an opportunity to submit a bid to host in BBNT Arena. And as I'm confident, we would have put together a very attractive bid. The Horizon League Board will discuss the matter in more detail during the summer meeting, but rest assured that I have and will continue to communicate our concerns to the league office and Commissioner John LeCron. Please know that your support is important to NKU. We want you to know that we are doing all we can to continue the positive growth of our basketball programs and will continue to work hard each day, along with our coaches and student-athletes to make Norse Nation proud. Thank you for your continued support of Northern Kentucky basketball. Go Norse. Ken Butoff, Director of Athletics. Mark that down. February 12th, 2019, the first day Northern Kentucky started actively looking for a new home for its athletics program. John LeCrone always wants to evolve. He's constantly hunting for a legacy. John, if you're listening, you got that legacy 15 years ago and just about every decision you make tarnishes it even further. It's what you've always done. Back in uh, 1999, the Horizon League was looking to add another school. They had been just coming off the 98 season when uh, they had put three teams, Detroit, USC, and Butler, in the NCAA tournament. Three out of eight, which is incredible. Um, they wanted to keep getting stronger. So the Horizon League was looking at the uh, you know, what they could do to expand membership and get better. And uh, we all we, we should all know who was at it. But before they were, there was a school that was converted first, and that was Valparaiso. Uh, Valparaiso University's athletics program, uh, you know, they, they were also coming off a great N98 NCAA tournament. Bryce Drew, Sweet 16. They owned Northwestern Indiana. It was a it was a big time, the biggest of times for that program and that university. Lutherans around the world rejoiced and Horizon League ported them. But excuse me, the, the Midwestern Collegiate Conference courted them, but unfortunately, uh, Valparaiso turned it down. That's the, that's, the, that's the story that's always been out, that because the Valpara- Valparaiso's then-athletic director was, I believe, the father of the commissioner of the Mid-Continent Conference, their, their own conference, that, that that connection was enough for them to say that they'll, they'll pass. But this isn't about Valparaiso passing and then coming later. This is about what John LeCron does. John LeCron on the horizon, they thought, okay, let's, uh, what are we going to do next? Oh yeah, let's, uh, let's go and, you know, let, let's go and get, let's go and get somebody. The, the team that they got, there's a team that was coming off a second, like a two seed in their tournament. Uh, you know, they were, they seemed to be getting stronger and they fit the bill. They were like a couple schools in the in the conference already. They were a member of the same university, uh, you know, the same university system, and that's how we got Youngstown State University. And we've been biting on that ever since. There was a time my freshman year when Milwaukee, which was which would go on to win a game in the tournament, uh, played. They were. Th- 34 or 44 in the RPI, and they beat Youngstown State 98 to 68. I remember the score because if they scored 100, we got like free chicken or I can't remember what it was. There was some promotion. And uh, Miles McKay missed two buckets in the last minute. That would have put us at the 100 that they needed for the promotion. And the next day, uh, I, I checked the UWM freak message board, and lo and behold, we were 72 in the RPI. John LeCron's knee jerk reaction seven years later 
there screws up the program. It wasn't like Youngstown State had been really strong for a long time. Youngstown State lost. You know, they were they were just getting good, and then they fell off again because it's Youngstown State. Well, there was in the midcon of the MCC, now the Horizon League. It doesn't matter. Youngstown State's Youngstown State. They are what they are. They are who we thought they were. R.I.P. Degree. So <laughs> Horizon League got stuck with them. They got it right later. Brought in Valpo, came to around 10. Fantastic. Then they lose Butler. Crap. Back to the nine for the one year, and then oh God, we're going to lose. Well, let's get Oakland. So they got Oakland. You know, adding Valpo was good. Adding Oakland was good. Adding Northern Kentucky was good. I was speaking with uh, two or three. I spoke with, I spoke with a few of the chancellors and presidents around Horizon League, uh, just through email, and, and Mike Lovell at our school, you know, in other form of communication. And, you know, we, we there, the unanimous agreement was that Northern Kentucky is a sleeping giant. You know, Milwaukee botched its move to Division One. Uh, Dr. Erica Sander, who used to be the women's basketball coach at UAM 30-some years ago, uh, shared with me the Senate minutes from when Bud Haiti came and asked to move to Division One. And uh, surprisingly to me, I thought that the Senate would have been like turning it down. Really, actually, they, they were all on board when we went into Division One. And but they wanted to take their time. They wanted to get facilities right. They wanted to get. And these are all problems that the program still has today. You know, the game arena is great now, but it's still too big for the for the team. And it's still not on campus, which is fine. This is going to be a program that's going to be for the whole city. Anyways. And we rushed it. Northern Kentucky didn't. They built the Bank of Kentucky Center, which is now the BBNT Arena. They they built a new baseball stadium. They built a new soccer stadium. They took their time getting the program ready to move to Division One, and then they did it. So Northern Kentucky, you know, whereas Milwaukee had time to stagnate, time to not take advantage of of its, you know, not take advantage of its, you know, positive traits. And sort of fall off, you know, our Sweet 16, you know, the whole Bruce Pearl time was already 12, 13 years after the move to Division One. So Milwaukee really wasn't in position to fully take advantage of that success. And it wasn't built to sustain it long term. That can still be done. It's just it's a whole hell of a lot harder because you have people who aren't people who know that a lot of years of being in Division One, UWM basketball kind of sucked. Or, you know, the, the, the game experience is bad because you'd only have a handful of people at games. There were those years, so people accepted that. The rest of this, the athletics department moved to Division One. the rest of the university stayed in D3. Northern Kentucky, when they moved to Division One, the whole school went to Division One, And you see it on their fan base. You know, they, they, they push everybody out there. They've got dozens of fans on Twitter. There's a million Panther U's, and that's great. That's what there should be. Northern Kentucky is destined for greater things. And John LeCrone, bless his heart, is doing everything in his power to expedite the process of getting Northern Kentucky out of the Horizon League. If you're legacy hunting, LeCrone, the best thing you can do for your legacy, call it quits. It's time to retire, time to resign, time to move on. Valparaiso was a great ad. Oakland was a great ad. Northern Kentucky was a great ad. And a trained monkey could have seen all of those. They were obvious. They were all obvious. So, call it quits. And if you want to keep Northern Kentucky in the conference, you might want to reopen that bid process because that's a joke.
it's as much of a joke as that top four seeds in the Horizon League tournament alone. As much of a joke as the double elimination plan that you were pl- you were hoping to get the NCAA approved that anybody could have told you they weren't going to approve. Stupid ideas. Your constant revolutions need to stop. A lot of a lot of what you do kills the conference. I'm in Milwaukee, so our leadership tends to you know fall on our own sword. You know that you were part of it with Geiger. So I want to thank everybody for listening. It's about nine o'clock on uh, Sunday night. This should be up tomorrow. As always, you can catch us on sportshacks.com. That's sportshax.com. My name is Jimmy Lemke. You can find me on Twitter at PantherU. Unfortunately, uh, Bob wasn't here this week, but I think uh, I think I did all right on my own. Uh, we, we tried to do it last night in a, in a crowded bar, and there was just there was too much noise. It wouldn't have worked. Especially if this microphone that catches everything and you can hear me tapping over here. So um, I do want to thank everybody who listened to me ramble on this. Um, I really hope the Horizon League tournament turns out really well. Um, I, I, I think that everybody loves watching uh, Wright State and Northern Kentucky claw at each other from the top. There are still great things about this conference. We're still... You know, we're, we're, we haven't become the slack and meack, thankfully. We're not as good as we used to be, but there's there's room for hope. I just hope that that we can get back to helping. It would be nice if the conference would earn that hope for us. Because right now it's a little, I'm leaning a little bit on the pessimistic side. So... Again, thanks for thanks for listening. You can find us on uh, on pretty much anywhere podcasts are. are I, I subscribe uh, through podcasts. There's also you know Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. I don't know if we're on SoundCloud anymore. If we're not, we should get on SoundCloud. Um, all, all in all, the yeah anywhere you can get sportshacks.com or you can you know you just call my cell phone and I'll I'll ramble in your ear for an hour if you want. Uh, thanks again I hope everybody has a good week Uh, hopefully next week Bob and I will be back and we'd like to get another guest so you're not just listening to Jimmy talk for an hour so thanks again uh, to better tomorrows and uh, let's enjoy some basketball